What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we are discussing WandaVision Episode 7. So I'm going to start this off by saying, Anthony, you were right about the dog. <laughs> yeah, she killed that dog. Yeah. Damn shame what happened to that dog. You we know, we are not we are not hashtag go Agnes. We 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 despise any harm to any pets whatsoever, real or imagined. Oh my god, have you seen the John Wick memes today? <laughs> like I have seen so many. They're like, yeah, John Wick wants to know what's Agatha's address in <laughs> Westview. Where is she? Like, he might actually be able to get through the hex and get in there and do some damage and then come out unscathed. It was Agnes all along. You know, it's so funny because that song has been stuck in my head now. And I was trying to decide which one was more of an earworm. Was it Agatha all along? Or was it Toss a Coin to Your Witcher? I think right now Agatha is the more catchy tune. So you know, I was so I was so sure, so sure that she killed him. Do you know that I freeze framed the plants to see what kind of plants they were? Because she said I was I was like, I have to be right about this. So after we talked, I went and I was like, okay, are those azaleas? They don't really look like azaleas because no azaleas are poisonous dogs. I know more about poisonous plants. For dogs that I ever wanted to know for watching, because I was so sure, I was like, I have to disprove that it was a plant. <laughs> I know. That, that's a, the amazing thing. This we didn't have this growing up. We didn't have the ability to watch things frame by frame. Absolutely. We didn't have this. So is you can go back and you can look at what's on the walls. You can read papers people are holding in their hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's amazing what you can do. And I'm sitting there trying to identify plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know somebody somebody posted that um in you know in the opening montage when you have all the Wanda stuff, the license plate, the numbers at the top of the license plate are actually Stanley's birthday. Right. I was wow. like, oh, they're like, Stanley made a cameo. I'm like, okay, y'all, it's still too soon for that. But it was clever. Yeah. <sighs> okay, let's, let's talk about this episode. Um, Modern Family. Lori, you were quite excited about this, weren't you? I was excited because she nailed Claire. I mean, it was just almost uncanny throughout the episode how she just nailed claire i was like oh my god and then of course she got the little office thing but she you know with like i'm watching it now with a little finger to the forehead i'm like oh my god she just stayed her frame by frame it was awesome yeah shout out to them for combining modern family in the in the titles combining modern family the office and happy endings which is one of my favorite underrated shows which is like the whole montage of the Wandas is a happy happy endings reference. So happy endings was produced by the Russo brothers before they got into the MCU. I love that show. It's freaking hilarious. I I have to admit, I've never seen either of those shows. Yeah. Happy endings didn't get, didn't get a lot of following, but the, but the show is freaking hilarious. 
there, there's some people in there you probably recognize, but it's like the show itself is just really funny. Okay, cool. I did notice how the opening montage was very Wanda focused. I think that kind of set the tone for the episode because the episode was mainly about her. You know, I just figured she kicked Viz into the curb. Exactly. <laughs> it kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it was all about up, Wanda. That's when he wasn't in Vision any... is not there. And then when she asks the kids about dad and they say he's not here, well, can we go look for him? She's like, no, if he doesn't want to be here, I can't do anything about it. I'm like, I'm looking at her the same way the kids are looking at her like, excuse me? Like, you just have this nonchalant. Yeah, she just has this nonchalant attitude, but it's so funny because when I looked at her and the way that she was acting throughout the whole episode, I was like, Wanda is a mom during coronavirus quarantine. <laughs> she's just like all of us like okay no I, and i wouldn't even say she's she's a mom she is all of us in coronavirus quarantine like i'm doing nothing today she was having a quarantine staycation uh, yes poor thing but i could so relate but um so given what we know about the episode and what happens at the end and the big reveal of Agnes, a.k.a. Agatha Harkness, who we will get into in a moment because I know you guys are all itching to talk about her. And like I told Anthony pre-show, I'm glad I have you three comic book geeks to pick the brains of because I'm representative of the people who, who have not read the comics and are looking at the screen during this big reveal. Like, I know she's a big deal because we've talked about her on this show and you guys have talked about what a big deal she is in the comics. So, but still, I feel like for anybody who's not familiar with that character, that big reveal at the end is kind of like, what? You know, it's, it's kind of akin to, as Anthony said, uh, pre-show, being a Harry Potter fan, a book fan, and knowing what the story behind the Half-Blood Prince is, and they never really talked about it in the movie, and then when Snape makes that big reveal of I'm the Half-Blood Prince, everybody else is like, okay, and? That's how- This is crickets, like, and why is this important? (laughs) Right, so I feel like for people who are non-comic readers who are watching the show, they're probably like, Okay, I get it. This is supposed to be a big deal, but I don't understand. So I I do want to get into that later. But my question is, with Wanda, or with it seeming like Wanda was losing control of her powers in the beginning of the episode, throughout the episode, do we think that that was Wanda actually losing control of her powers? Or do we think that that was... Agnes making her think that she was losing control of her powers, you know, to kind of push her beyond that, you know, trying to push her over the edge kind of thing. I think she has, Wanda has stretched herself thin. I mean, she literally expanded the barrier to the hex several miles, apparently. So she's, her power, it was already tenuous on the edges. So pushing it out even further is going to stretch her powers even further. So I think that's why she sort of loses control. I don't think Agatha has anything to do with her losing control. Agatha's more, seems to be 
she's more manipulating her to mm-hmm. do certain things. I don't think she's causing her to lose control. I, I just think that her control is is very tenuous right now because okay. she's expending so much power. Okay. To even expand it because she talks about it in the beginning. Like I expanded it even further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was I thinking? You know. Yeah. So, so you think Agatha is mostly there to manipulate the situation, but not necessarily manipulate manipulate Wanda's powers. Like she's not controlling her; she's controlling the environment that's making Wanda react, or she's making Wanda react by controlling the environment. She's creating is chaos. She's, she, yeah, she's basically creating chaos in in and causing Wanda to do things like she's she's not she's not help me out Mike (laughs) yes Mr. Four Pages of Note come on with it she's she's not making her do things per se as opposed to creating the situation that that Wanda finds herself in let's see yeah, I see what you're saying, but that kind of the whole thing of the big reveal kind of goes back. Like, I need a new theory now because now there's a bigger question of why is Wanda there? Of all places, why is Wanda in Westview? Mm-hmm. Why this specific place? Because you you could say, okay, before I was thinking maybe Agnes was working with her, trying to keep her under control, so she took her there, but. It doesn't look like Agnes is working with her in that sense. So now you have to be like, okay, if Agnes isn't working with her, why did Wanda bring Vision there? There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason for her to bring her there and to pop up a hex to protect them. There has mm-hmm. to be a reason. And since it doesn't look like it doesn't look like Agnes is helping her, what is the purpose of her being there. So now that just, I mean, that just brought up more questions, basically. I, I, I'm just gonna throw this out here. I thought that maybe Agnes is working with the director and that he possibly sent her in there when it all happened to work for him and his uh, agenda. I was wondering that as well, especially once we find out that Hayward was trying to, he was trying to reanimate Vision to, I guess, make him a weapon or create weapons from him. We find this out later during the episode. That's one of the things that Darcy finds out about, what was it, Operation Cataract? Clever name. (laughs) But I I kind of wondered that after we get that reveal, because I'm like, okay, he was obviously not successful and reviving Vision and bringing him back and being able to move forward with this project until Wanda got a hold of and she was able to do it. So I kind of wonder if that was the plan all along. And now that she's done it, I don't think he was expecting her to control it the way that she has or to kind of seal it off, seal themselves off the way that she has. And of course, now that's put a kink in his plan. So I wonder if if he sent Agatha in there to kind of get control of the situation, make Wanda lose control and just, you know, 
so that he can he can achieve his goal of getting vision active and being able to make him work so that he can do whatever it is he was trying to do with him. But at the same time, now he needs to get rid of Wanda. And the only other way to do that is to get someone who might be as powerful as she is. Well, you got to look at it this way. There's no way, no matter how many smart people S.W.O.R.D. has, without, without someone at the intellect level of Tony Stark, you're not going to get vision work again. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. I mean, even if you, if you convince Shuri to help, which is one reason, which is, is another problem is how did, how did they get vision and his vibranium body away from Wakanda? Because Wakanda is very, is very hesitant to give any vibranium to anybody. And this is a living sentient being made of vibranium. Mm-hmm. Why would Wakanda give them to Sword unless Sword went to get him? There's, I mean, that that that's the, it's, it's like I said, there are more questions pop up now. And yeah, see, like, I wondered about that too because, and because one, you have there are certain things you have to have in order to even get into Wakanda, right? You know, two, I don't see Shuri or anybody in Wakanda leaving and that kind of asset vision, even if he's dead, even if he's deactivated, whatever you want to call it. I don't see them leaving him un- unguarded enough. Especially with Deputy Dick. Yeah, there's no way, no way serious leaving him. Right. But at the same time, we, we do have to think about it. Shuri was gone in the snap, right? Right. So, and so was T'Challa. So it could be possible that maybe, we don't know how many people in Wakanda were affected by the snap. You know, we can just, we can just make the assumption since Thanos did away with half the universe, maybe half, half of the people in Wakanda were gone. That could have included all of the powerful people, T'Challa, Shuri, um, Mbaku, I mean, the people who might have been key in guarding vision or guarding the lab, keeping it safe, they might not have been there. And then at the same time, if Wakanda was dealing with the same kind of aftermath that everyone else was, maybe their security protocols weren't working as well. Maybe things didn't run as efficiently with Shuri not being at the helm. I mean, there's so many different ways that we can think about that because we have to remember that WandaVision does take place within the confines of the MCU. That means everything that happened in the MCU is playing into the storyline of WandaVision. So if those people weren't there, if the security was lax, if someone was able to infiltrate, it's not really unthinkable that that could have happened during those five years it's not unthinkable especially especially when you when you realize that so many um so many people are gone and the world was in disarray Mm -hmm. after it happened and any any number of things could have happened at that time i mean whoever was monitoring vision like i'm sure somebody was monitoring vision 
or um, they could have asked for help mm-hmm. cleaning up. I mean, just even um, the agent from the CIA who was there. Ross. Ross, Agent Ross. He could have come and gotten vision for them. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a multitude of things that could have happened. But I think I think the the best the the most important thing is we know that Sword got their hands on his remains because I'm sure if Tony was in his right mind, Tony wouldn't have allowed that to happen. And we know Tony was not. But Tony was not around. None of, them, none of them were. So you know, I mean, Tony pretty much fell off. I won't say fell off the face of the earth, but he left the Avengers. He went to go start a, you know, he was like, okay, you know, my worst, my worst dream, my worst fear came true. You know, I failed them. If anything, Bruce, Bruce would have grabbed Vision's body and taken it. Right. Because he's equally responsible for creating him. Right. Mm -hmm. So if anything, Bruce, Bruce would have taken his body and they could have somehow gotten it from Bruce or he could have, you know, stored it and sword could have stolen it i mean any number of things could have happened i think at that point if if bruce was the one who had it it probably would have been a little bit easier to steal it from him because remember he was at war with the hulk so it's Mm -hmm. not like the hulk would have appeared to prevent that from happening he was he was to the point where the hulk wouldn't even come out because of of his fears and everything so yeah it's just I really hope that they do answer that question because I, I really do want to know how did Hayward that, 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 shut, up, shut up. Is they're gonna answer. They're gonna answer because that is too big a question. How the world not, they get no. vision away in, from in, Wakanda? In that, the in the grand scheme of things, it's not that important a question. It might be important though. It has to be important kind of, for, for them to even get to him. It'll be, be there'll be there'll be some throwaway line that they're gonna be like, oh, oh yeah, Bruce gave it to us to steady, or Bruce gave it to us to store, or Bruce felt like this was the best place to, you know, hide his body, or the government came in and seized vision from Bruce, or they seized it from Wakanda because Wakanda was struggling. Which I would I, see I, someone I like Rhodey giving up vision before I would see Bruce give up vision. But I'm, I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying it's there's gonna be some throwaway line that that is it's not the only thing that's really important out of the situation is that Sword had his body and Wanda took it because she found out that they were you know experimenting on him. She could have found out from Bruce. I mean, but you gotta think about it like you gotta think about it like this: if if they if they wouldn't have had this body, this probably wouldn't have happened. Right, almost definitely. It would not have happened if they wouldn't have got him and pieced him like to five different tables and had one to come in there and lose her fucking mind. This the questions, happen. the questions I want to answer are like, is Agatha Harkness is she from Westview? Because you know her little basement area, like it's been there for a while. <laughs> yeah, the ba- the basement, the basement is definitely in the real world for some reason. Somehow she put a spell where it's not actually being affected by the hex because yeah. when they when they go down it goes to widescreen which they do for the for something in the real world so this and she has the, the book of the book of spells that she has down there with her too probably has mm-hmm. a spell for that yeah the dark hold yeah 
Yeah, but I mean, and plus, plus her car, her car had Connecticut tags on it, so I don't think she's from Westfield. Okay, you really were paying attention to a lot of things. <laughs> I was intrigued. This, this this episode gave me a lot of questions. Like I just there, there were so many things that I noticed. Then then like looking at looking at reviews like this, like they helped me raise questions. I'm like, wait a minute. That's a good question. Like I've I've seen a lot of things because I'm part of a one division group on Facebook, and it's like they bring up a whole lot of questions that make me go back and look at it again and think about stuff and look stuff up on Facebook and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot of questions. Okay, well let's start. Let's start getting to your questions because you have four pages of notes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. First off, I'm pissed. Let's start there. Okay. I'm pissed because I'm pissed because they still Killed haven't the revealed the fucking actual astrophysicist. Who, why not? Why not? They teased me. They teased me, and they teased me. And all I get is a is a major who's probably who's who. Spoiler alert: is the scroll that was with her in Captain Marvel. I'm 100 percent sure of that. And it's not the astrophysicist. And I'm pissed. I'm like, if you don't just bring somebody the fuck out of here. Like right now, and I mean the whole thing. Was- I, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because those busters writing this crap exactly. knew that we were all gonna hang our hat on somebody. Mm-hmm. Riri anybody. Richard, Riri, um, Reed Richards, any number of people, but y'all gonna give us her? It better be. It better be Talos's daughter in disguise. It better be because. I'm gonna be like gonna, I, they wrong for that. They I'm are thinking, so wrong for that. I'm thinking the major I still don't think is, that was the big reveal. Like that wasn't the big reveal. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't. I mean, it, it couldn't have been. It's been confirmed that that's not the big. That's not the big reveal. That's I hate the way that they teased us though, because they made us. That, that at least me watching it. Monica and Wu are driving, and she's like, "Oh, there they are." I was like, "Oh, we're finally gonna get this reveal." I was like. Here we go, here we go. And then I was like, okay, she's okay. He's behind her, right? He's coming out after her, right? Uh, right. Okay. But instead, we get the doggone doom buggy. I'm like... Okay. He's in the rover, right? He's going to come out from behind the rover. All right, it's all ready for you. That's all I needed. That's, That's all, all I needed. And, and the writers are he's laughing. He's come out from behind the rover, like, rubbing his hands with the rag. And like, all right, all right, it's all fixed up. It's all ready for you. And the writers are laughing their asses off of this. Like yeah, they know. We had them they really for are. three freaking weeks. We right. had them right. all riled up for three weeks. Yeah, I got something for them. Yeah, because we still have three episodes left. They're they're either going to give it to us next episode or they're going to wait till the ninth episode. They, they're going to have to make it up in a big way because we got to do something because people people are not happy about that. The but here's the other thing too. Really long too. So repeat, repeat that, Mike. Next episode is supposed to be an hour, a little over an hour. So, is it really be because hour. I was really disappointed that this? I'm hoping so. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in multiple multiple sources. Some of them that I actually kind of trust. So, hopefully, it is. Because otherwise, this is the other thing that this is the other thing that worries me. So, Elizabeth Olsen made it a point to say that the big reveal is going to be on the scale of Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. When did we get that reveal? The last 15 minutes of the season finale. 
I hope they don't do that to us and make us wait all the way to the very last few minutes of the very last episode of, I, of, I, of the show. I bet you a thousand donuts that they will do that because they had us for three weeks looking for Reed Richards. <laughs> For three weeks. So, yeah, they're going to wait till the last 15 minutes so they can have their second laugh. Like, <laughs> you guessed it. You never thought it would be this person. And you know what the funny thing is? now you're going to have to wait till next, wait, wait till we give you another season to figure out what they're going to do. I don't think we're going to get another to... season of this, but the thing is, it doesn't matter when they give us the reveal because we can be pissed about the fact that we're going to, that we're having to wait. But the minute they make that reveal, they know we're going to forget about being pissed. We're going to forget about having to wait for so long because no matter who it is, for it to be someone on the scale of Luke Skywalker, it's going to be some. It's going to be somebody that's going to have the whole fandom talking, whether you are a comic book person or not. If you are an MCU fan, and if you know the intricacies and how the stories weave together. Even for someone like me, who's not a comic person, I do know how certain things go together. They're going to fit this together in such a way that all of us are going to be walking around with our heads exploding like a garbage pail kid. And we're going to be like, oh, okay, that was worth the wait. They know this. I I have two choices. (laughs) It's either going to be Dr. Strange. I'm almost certain it's Dr. Strange. Or it's going to be Wolverine. And it's going to be Hugh Jackman. Those are the only two. If, if those are the only two possible. I think at this point would be an obvious pick because of the fact that WandaVision is supposed to be it's the supposed precursor. To lead into it. it's, it's the obvious choice. Right. So I don't think they would do the, that. The, the least it's obvious choice obvious. would be Wolverine. I think, because I think that. I know because you saw saw his name. I I'm I'm kind of with you on that. But my my point my train of thought is I'm of two I'm of two minds of this. I'm of two minds of this. So I think that Strange is going to be is going to be seen at some point or another. But that's not the big reveal. Mm-hmm. The big reveal is going to be. And mark my words, I'm I'm claiming this, and I'll and I'll down this hill, and I'll stand on this hill until I roll down it. It's gonna be it's gonna be either Magneto or 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 Xavier. I knew you and were gonna say is, one of those two because you've been saying Magneto for the last couple of episodes. So my reasoning is, I said I saw I saw something where when he, when he at, during the Halloween episode when Quicksilver was asking all those questions and he, he was saying you could tell me. And there was someone was noticing that there were pauses, like somebody was talking to him either in his ear or in his mind. So I'm so my my theory is that that child that Xavier is is like when when he sensed something happening and Quicksilver went to went to um, Westview, he still kept in contact with him. He was like, okay, I got to figure out what's going on. Okay, ask her this. Ask her that. Ask her this. Ask her that. Just quit being obvious. Ask her this. I think. I think. I think that's going to be one of those two. I know Doctor Strange is going to be in there at one at some point, but I'm. I feel it in my bones, and it's going to be Fastbender or McAvoy. I have another theory. Okay, come on with your theory. 
It's going to be Mordo from Doctor Strange, Chiwetel Ejiofor's character. Mordo? Yes. Awesome. Because the last time we saw him, he said there are too many sorcerers. And he's going to oh. either come for Wanda or he's coming for Agnes. Or maybe both. Oh. That's an interesting theory. And that, that was one I was going to wait on it, but I think I'm going to share it now because I really think it's a possibility. I know it doesn't really fit in the Luke Skywalker magnitude of things, but I think it would be so interesting to see that. And that is what leads us into Doctor Strange. The he's, in, he, he's confirmed to be in Multiverse of Madness. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's something to think about. Yeah, definitely is. That's, a pretty, that's pretty brilliant. Of course, we'll be surprised if it's um, who's your little playing? Who? Who's your little playing later on later this year? In his movie, he's playing Dracula. But what did they call? I can't remember. Oh, oh, um, Morbius. Morbius. Oh, yeah, that's that's too way too far out. But I'm, not not my favorite character at all. I know that's sacrilege to Spider-Man fans, but I've never liked Morbius. I mean, yeah, but I just I'm I'm seeing I, I I'm I'm dying I'm standing on my hill and with along with Howard the Duck and dying on that hill. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you think Fassbender or McAvoy are going to show up? Yes, I'm, I'm steadfast in my belief. But I mean, I mean, there, but there's no way uh, to Anthony's point. They did. They made the point of putting James Howlett in that in that computer file. So there has mm. to be some reason that they did it. There has did, to be. Did it they, occur to anybody? Not that... That's not something. That's not a throwaway name. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Mm. It's really not. Did it occur to anybody that that Hank McCoy might show up? He could be oh. that. Could yes. be a possibility. Beast. Beast could show up easily. Hey, isn't he an aeronautical engineer? Because didn't he build the Blackbird? Awesome. I believe mean, he, he's several shit. types of engineers. Yes. Yeah, yeah he is. He's, he's smart as shit. So it could be Hank. If Hank shows up, if Hank calls called Monica, I'm I'm literally gonna pitch a bitch. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> that would satisfy me. That would that would bring me back into the fold. That would that, yeah. But he's that in the wrong. But that's the wrong universe, though. He's not in this universe. Neither is Quick, neither is Evan Peters Quicksilver. He is now. All right then. No, no, I mean, look, look, they took look. Kevin Feige took the governor off of off of crossing the stream. So anything can <laughs> right now. we could see Halle Berry flying in a storm in the next. Episode. No, absolutely. No, don't, 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 no, don't give her any ideas. No. <laughs> I mean, I love her and other stuff, but no. If you're gonna give me store, no, no. It's better than her coming in as Catwoman. <laughs> you know what? But then, okay, but then here's the other thing. Okay, so we're t- we're talking about let's 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 go down this road. So we're talking about X Men. We're talking about possible crossovers. So this being 2020, why would we think that it would be? Fassbender and McAvoy and not McKellen and Stewart. 
wouldn't that be more true to the age? I'm, I'm on. I'm I mean, on Hugh Jackman. I mean, uh, you know, Logan. It, it, it. Yeah, I, I guess with Logan too, because he doesn't age. Yeah, but I'm only going by the Quicksilver that they gave us. They gave us the Quicksilver that was Evan Peters. Mm-hmm. Evan Peters was Quicksilver when Fastbender and McAvoy were Magneto and Charles. That's true. So I'm going along that line. I can't go and say, okay, Evan Peters Quicksilver is here, so they're going to go with the older Xavier. That's that true really because if that. if it's an alternative universe, I mean, it's right. they could be existing in in that form. Well, if if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, I think Ian Mc- Ian McClellan and Patrick Stewart have both like said they've passed the torch on those characters. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. I mean, not to not to kill not to kill the vibe, but no, uh, no, no. I was, it was like I, I, I say, it was just it was it was yeah, just a curious question. They've they've, they've said Patrick they've Stewart's back being Picard anyway. He ain't got time. And Ian McClellan is busy. He's he's doing his own kind of crazy kind of stuff anyway. So I'm sorry, Sir Ian McClellan. Sir and Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I'm just going I'm just going along with the timeline. So. Okay, so let's go back to the episode. Let's talk about some of the, I, I guess, I guess this is considered a more fun ex- aspect of the show, but um, Vision and Darcy team up. That just seems like a comedy show waiting to happen. <laughs> because oh you have- God, it's awesome. You have Darcy who's being her- um, her sarcastic self. And then you have Vision, who is kind of, it's funny because the way that Paul Bettany is playing Vision's character, he does still seem a little more human than normal, but then there are times when he reverts back to that AI slash Jarvis personality. So it's fun to watch because you see him being very serious and then you see him being very comical in a, you know, not an overly humorous way, but like there are certain things that he does as vision that make me laugh. Like when they were getting away in the van and, and the, uh, the ringmaster comes and knocks on the door. He goes, ah, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. The doctor and I have another appointment. We got double, just those little things. It's like, it's not overly funny, but it's funny enough because it's something that you're not expecting to come from somebody that's an artificial, you know, being, so when he distracted Darcy, he was like, look, look over there. And she's like, huh? And then he turns her off. Like, why would you, like, he even thought to, like, say, oh, look, look over there. And she's like, huh? What? And then he turns her off. She's like, oh, oh, oh. that whole sequence was hilarious. Like, it was. Like, and and she- just even the way that he approached her at, at first, because if you were watching it out of context, it really sounds like he he's one of these little sorry men who, you know, who has the worst pickup line on a woman ever. Like, don't you remember me from last night? She's looking at him like, uh, no, like I would have never done anything with you last night. He's <laughs> like, we locked eyes. We had a moment. It's just it was it was a very funny way to introduce those characters to each other. And then you know, the fact that Darcy, she's like, oh, no, you know, 
I'm so self-absorbed. I wouldn't, you know, just the different little nuances of their characters. And then once she she's awakened or he awakens her or he frees her from the mind bond or, you know, whatever, she's just kind of like, oh, okay. So yeah, let's go do this. Let's, you have questions. I have answers. Let's go to your house. And then that just doesn't go well at all because they, they never actually make it there. <laughs> so it's just- Channel. He channeled Michael Scott so well that I was laughing the entire time. The whole thing about, oh, that she's stopping me from getting home and why am I sitting here talking to you? I, I, I love the whole office thing. But I will say one thing about Darcy that I loved is that she got to be her alternative self for a little bit. And when she says, I wanted to be a guest star, I was cracking up because <laughs> I love the office. And that was so perfect. All it. I'm going to say is I have a new appreciation of Kat Denny's now in her escape artist costume. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of disappointed that I didn't get any Two Broke Girls, but, um, but you never know. It could be coming. Was it not like a Two Broke Girls bit in the van, them going back and forth? Um, I'm not sure. Well, kind of, yeah. But not, not, not especially. I'm I'm more, I'm more talking about her costume, but I'm sorry, I digress. <clears throat> so anyway. <laughs> Every guy online said the same thing. Every guy that I saw, <laughs> the very, for two days, they weren't disrespectful, but they all said she looks pretty darn good in that costume. <laughs> they all said that. I thought it was cute. Um, the thing that I liked is that she is such a character that I didn't like her when she first came out in Thor. I thought, eh, whatever, she's annoying. But I have to admit, this entire WandaVision thing, she has grown on me, and it gives me a new appreciation for girls with glasses and geek girls. And I was like, oh, this is so much fun, because when she was in the Thor movies, I felt that she was just sort of mousy, overlooked, but it, this one, you could actually see her, you know, being the doctor, being somebody who you know knows what she's doing and i was like this is so cool but at the same time these people really have good comedic chops i mean you know the, the, i've never seen two broke girls not a single episode but i liked what they did in the van i liked how when he was going over the facts that she was giving little little quips and little one-liners it, it was fun yeah it was and i really and plus i got i got some weird kind of thing like a really half-assed theory that someone saw the the um the sword the sword guy who was the the strong man with the s on the s belt on someone was like is he gonna become is he gonna become century i was like oh god really <laughs> come century? on well, i mean think about, i mean if you think about it all of them coming into the hex now their cells are being rewritten on a molecular level, so it's possible. I mean, uh, so I, I, become one of the most powerful people in Marvel just for No, they would bring out Brock Sampson first. Yeah. But we did see a spoiler of a certain kid who might be a next door neighbor. Did you see that? Oh, oh who? They had this kid who might be Amadeus Cho. Oh, okay. Again, I, I, I saw I saw the casting, but I don't think I saw him in the. No, in the... no, they, they he's coming up supposedly, maybe. Okay. 
I did see that press release, but again, non-comic person. So that that's like, I'm like, okay, I'm assuming he's somebody big because you've mentioned him several times. Yeah, Lord, so. he's he's a genius. He's one of the smartest characters yeah. in the MC. In, in yeah, the he's, he's, like, he's like the, the okay. Like he's like a he's like a Gen X Hulk now. It's like, and it could be him because they're they're doing Miss Marvel and him, Miss Marvel, and the new Nova and Miles Morales make up the champions, which is yep. like a small, it's like a team, the Gen X version of the Avengers, mm-hmm. and like that just happened like three or four years ago, something like, like that. So, like new young Avengers, sort of. Right. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, that could be coming up. I wouldn't be mad at that because it, I mean, it, it's not a bad comic book, which is why I keep thinking and hoping that the the astrophysicist is Adam Brashear. I'm lose, kind of losing hope on that now. But but see, here's the. Correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony. You could probably tell this or Michael. Was not Amadeus Cho more of a Hulk character at the beginning, associated with more, or yeah, was it, it later on with Sentry? Yes. Okay, no, I thought it was right. He, he, he was with Bruce at first. Okay, trying to figure out that Banner tech. Yeah, he he took he took on the gamma radiation to save Banner. Okay, so. yeah, I thought I remembered something about that. Okay, okay. So, do we think Darcy is going to have powers now? No, because it's obvious Monica's got got powers now. <laughs> Monica is Captain Marvel. No, she yeah, and she's everybody keeps calling her photon, but I'm I'm thinking she's gonna she's gonna call herself spectrum because she can see the different spectrum like color spectrums. Mm-hmm. She, I'll give, I'll, okay, I'll give you that. Okay, I'm I'm thinking that she she's gonna she's gonna still call herself spectrum, which is one of the characters, which is one of the names of her character. Okay, and that's that what I was gonna ask because when I was looking up when I was looking up her character, I guess it was a week ago, two weeks ago, I noticed that her character, like you guys keep going back and forth with the different names but her character has actually gone through like different aliases correct mm-hmm. okay yeah. Mm-hmm. yes photon spectrum i think she was binary binary yep yeah. yep captain marvel yeah um, she's she she has changed her moniker several times so yeah. does the name change based on the evolution of her powers or what so what's the reasoning be, be, behind the different uh, aliases uh, honestly writers writers yeah oh. <laughs> <It's just> writers. <laughs> yeah the yeah. only the only power change would be if she would go into binary but that's more of an actual miss marvel marvel thing first okay yeah. so it's definitely mm-hmm. i mean what if, i mean how i i don't understand like she first she went she was in the rover she crashed into it then the then the hex started leaking into it and she climbed out getting away from it and then she was just like you know what screw it and she went into it mm-hmm. like pre- like pressed it into it i was just like i i was that that was kind of emotional for me i was just i was i was kind of like go girl then they and kept- listening to everything that was playing in her mind when yeah. she was going through it and then the last thing being um, you know, Captain Marvel talking about how tough she was and she was like, oh, you know what? I can get through this. It was like that one last thing, you know, remembering these two powerful women in her life and whatever the issue is right now between her and Carol, she's still a big part of who Monica is, obviously. You know, for her to, for those to be the main two voices she hears when she's going through this this transformation because that's what she's going through while she's coming back through the heck. She's going, she's undergoing a transformation. 
Yeah, so. yeah. But, you know, I'm a little disappointed because it wasn't quite a montage that we usually get for superhero, mm. you know? She she got a few lines walking through the thing. It was awesome and great and whatnot, but it wasn't like Carol Danvers. It was like Carol Danvers' montage in her movie where, you know, she kept getting up and it was this powerful thing. I don't know. My militant cap over there is, is sort of begging to be picked up. But, you know, this is how y'all want to give her her powers and y'all want to give her her montage. And that's how y'all want to do it? Fine. It I, don't works, think that's the, I don't think that's the only one we're going to see for her. I think that was I think that was just a small piece of what they're going to do for her character. I think yeah. once... It, it, it's, it's done. It's you done. You think so? It's done. Because she showed her power. Like, she, they, you got a glimpse of it afterwards. Mm. And, and, to quote, and to quote Deadpool, she executed two Two perfect superhero landings. Two perfect superhero landings. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just yeah. It's it's done. She's yeah, she right. is who she is now. There there isn't any reason to in the yeah. Captain Marvel movie to show her getting her powers and learning how to use them. Oh no, she's got them now. Unless 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 she's battling somebody and she's trying to summon the strength to beat them, then you could possibly throw a little montage in there. I know I'm just being picky, but you know I, I'm very protective of, of of our minority superheroes, and I like to see them get what they deserve. And right. it seems like um I, I wanted a little bit more. Maybe her maybe a bigger moment will come once we finally get this aerospace engineer. <laughs> maybe maybe she'll get a big until you mention them again. Now I'm pissed again. I'm just saying, you know, when she gets when she finally meets up with this whoever this person is, she's got these powers. She they're gonna have to make her a suit. She's gonna have to have a super suit because I do not see her being all powerful in the little jumpsuit or in the little tracksuit, sword tracksuit that she has on now. I just don't see that being. It's sort of It sort of looks like her suit now. It's just that instead of the star, yeah. it, has a, it has the sword emblem. Yeah, no, they, they're going to have to fix that. So she's going to get her big moment then. Well, I'm calling it. She's going to okay. get her big moment I, then. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, yeah. Because I think I have no confidence. Like that because they've made such a big deal about her character being in this show and being what she's supposed to be, you know, to be become. She's not she hasn't gotten she doesn't seem it doesn't seem to me like Monica Rambeau was brought on to be a secondary character. Like, I feel like this is supposed to be the jumping off point for who she eventually is supposed to be. So I have a feeling that she will get a bigger moment once they reveal, like fully reveal the extent of her powers, because I don't think what we, what we saw is it. I just don't. It's, it's not, I think, especially given the fact that you have two powerful witches 
in Westview now. We know that Wanda is one and you have Agnes or Agatha Harkness. We have those two powerful people. Both of those people have challenged Monica. They're not showing us that setup for nothing. They're not going to show those two women challenging her and it just leads to nothing. I have a feeling Monica Rambo is going to have a bigger moment before this series ends. I, yeah, I mean, she definitely is. Especially with her being in Captain Marvel 2. I mean, they have to expound on her somehow. They have mm-hmm. to give her a little more play because she's going to be a major part in that movie. So yeah, they have to give her at least a little bit more background. So yeah, she's definitely, she has to have a little more more to her coming up so yeah yeah but um so while we're sitting here and we've mentioned it and i've just brought her back up let's get into miss agatha harkness the dog killer (laughs) and i know that's probably the least of her crimes or the least of her sins or whatever but let's get into her for those of us who are listening that don't have a comic background who are like who the hell is Agatha Harkness come on comic book gurus give us an education uh it's up to you who me okay of me you did the last the last time you gave us all the Agatha Harkness stuff okay basically in a nutshell, Agatha Harkness is a witch. She's been around since the Salem Witch Trials. Um, in different in different parts, in different comics, she's the main thing she's been is kind of a guide or almost a babysitter to to other witches. Okay. And she, she's been a spiritual guide for Wanda on many an occasion. Um, most people think that she's not really bad she's not really evil she's just kind of uh she killed a damn dog she's what no but say but in the comics she's more of an antagonist than a true villain okay okay like you know like she's not really a bad bad guy okay and and it's like she's more she's more of a kind of she's 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 more of a caretaker than anything is but she she is a powerful witch um she was, was Franklin's teacher for a while too, right? Franklin Richards. She was yes, his teacher. Right. Yeah. But, and and her son, don't forget her son. Yeah, Nicholas, Nicholas, Nick Scratch. Nick Scratch, yeah. Okay. Which is a which is obviously what it sounds like. Uh also, wasn't she, and again, help me because it's been a few years. Didn't she associate herself in space with uh Adam War uh, Warrock? and that group for a little while too because I remember distinctively something about her and them. I'm not actually sure. That I don't recall. Yeah. So I have to look it up but something about that but she's been she's been around a long time. Actually if you go back uh, to the actual history of Agatha, Agatha actually was the mentor of Magda uh, and the the and the woman who was the uh, uh, what's that person that helps she give birth? Um, uh, uh, doula. Uh, uh, something like that. Yeah, the midwife. the one that helps you push the ch- the kid out. Like a midwife uh, or something. Yes, midwife. 
See, see, spoken as someone who doesn't have kids. Uh, she was actually the midwife's um, uh, advisor and teacher. So she's been watching over Wanda and Pietro for years. And she did it on the assistance or the uh, behalf of Magneto, because Magneto actually asked her back in the day to kind of look out for them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... Given, and, and I think and doesn't um want to kill her at some point. Yes, yes, she, she does. does kill her, but she comes back in spirit form right. to continue to guide mm -hmm. um to guide Wanda. Because you mm -hmm. know I guess technically Wanda would be a witch. And I've even seen some people say, you remember in that episode where all the ladies were sitting around planning the talent show? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm that that was her coven. Like she had basically created a coven in Westview. Oh. And okay. Dottie, Dottie's a part of it too. Like, I was gonna say, we saw Dottie again in this episode for the first time in, like we haven't seen her since the, the pool incident, right? Where she broke the glass. Yep. Right. So yep. that was kind of interesting. Like she just, just showed up all of a sudden. So. I wondered about that. I, I did think that scene was interesting where, you know, Monica comes into Wanda's house and Wanda basically, you know, throw one she is the jazz, she is the jazzy Jeff of of WandaVision because Wanda keeps throwing her out the house. <laughs> That's funny. But she's throwing her out the house and she comes out and of of course now she's just like using her powers out in the open. Because again, this whole episode, Wanda has really been in I don't give a fuck mode. So she comes out, she's using her powers. The neighbors stop to look and see what's going on. And then immediately after the confrontation is over, they go right back into their roles like nothing has happened. So, you know, that I, I, I thought that was interesting. And again, because we see Dottie again and we hadn't seen her in a while, I'm like, okay, so why is she one why is she showing up just all of a sudden two i thought it was a little bit of a longer walk between wanda's house and dottie's but maybe that's just me being overly observant i don't know but um let's talk about the boys because we haven't talked we haven't really talked about them yet so what does agnes want with the boys that that's my question because we we see she she takes them to her house to kind of quote unquote babysit them while Wanda goes through her staycation day and then at the end of the episode the boys are nowhere to be found which is how Wanda ends up in the basement looking for them and what happens happens but what I she, know you she guys wants have... she wants to control a witch that is just as powerful as Wanda. Okay. But Wanda is too old. Like, you can't mold her into what you want her to be. But you can take someone like, I can't remember. Is Wiccan. Wiccan is Billy? Mm -hmm. Is it Billy Wiccan or Tommy? Yes, it's Billy. Billy is Wiccan. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the comic books, even, even Doctor Strange is like, one day he's going to be the most powerful sorcerer on the planet. Okay. And coming from Doctor Strange, that's, that's a pretty bold statement. Right. And, but to to have them as children, she would be able to 
you know, mold them into where she wants them to be, especially Wiccan. Okay. Because because we noticed in the Halloween episode, that's when it seems that Wiccan started becoming, well, actually both of the boys, but more so Wiccan towards the end when he was able to hear vision. It seems like that's when we started noticing what his powers were going to be. And then at the beginning of this episode, he tells Wanda, mom, my head feels weird. It's really noisy. And I, I'm assuming that's, you know, that's his his powers of telepathy, hearing everyone and hearing all of the noise. And then when he's at Agnes's house, he says that he likes it because it's quiet. And then he says, you're quiet too on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I noticed she looked at him kind of strange, like, oh. And before I even know who, you know, before they even made the reveal of who she was or what she was, I thought that the way she looked at him and then she turned around and she looked at Tommy. And I think you could kind of see the gears turning in her head. And I was like, oh, that that's not a good look. Yeah, Billy looked into her soul and she was like, well, okay, yeah, we got to cut this out like right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can tell she's she's. She's definitely blocking whatever Wanda's doing because he said, I don't see anything. Right. He, so he, he says, you're, you're, you're very quiet on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it does. I mean, I think, I think they're spelled somewhere in her house. Like she has them under a spell where she can keep them under control and keep, keep, keep Billy out of her head. Mm. Because once Billy, I think Billy, Billy's a quick study. So once he learns, if he once he figures stuff out, like you're like she's not gonna be able to do anything like to stop to stop him from preventing her to, from doing whatever. So I mean she's probably she probably def, she definitely has them spelled somewhere. Even though P, even though people keep thinking that she's that she ate the kids. Wait, what? rumors out there there are rumors out that she that she actually ate the kids instead of like having them spelled somewhere because she said, Well, I did I did bite a kid once. And they're like, Yeah, she ate them. Like, you know, I wondered about that because I was like, that's a very odd thing to say in the middle of an episode. And like literally, there's no context, there's no follow-up. She just says, Well, I did bite a kid once. I mean, Agnes is weird. So it's like, <laughs> and it was just like uh, well, it was kind of random, though. Okay. It was. <laughs> random as I'll get out. That, I, I, also, I did think that maybe she was stealing all the children, you know, for their youth. She's like a succubus or something. Now, here's no, the I, 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 I tossed that theory. <laughs> she's, she's, she's usually presented as being old, so I mean, you never know. So here's the, uh, the funny thing, too. Of course... It, I watch the TV show with closed captions because sometimes you miss things when you don't. But at the beginning of the episode, when the TV is playing in the background, you can't really hear it. You can't hear it at all, but you see it. You can't hear it at all, but you can read what it's saying in the captions. And it's the newscasters were talking about Halloween and there was a line in there where he said, yeah, it sure was nice to see these kids out, one, you know, for their once a year, um, for this once a, once a year event. And I was like, so are they throwing shade at Wanda about the fact that they, we only saw the kids the once? And then when we see them again in this episode, 
how do we see them? They're all being herded. Like they've all got a strap on them, tying them together. And they're being herded through the street. And I was just like, where are they taking these kids? Ooh, yeah, putting them back. We're putting them back where they were before. Like, all right, everybody back in the hole. So, yeah, that was that, that the whole thing with the kids is weird because I keep wondering, like, is there a bigger meaning behind the fact that there are no kids in Westview and then we only see them for the one night and then we see them again in this episode and they're kind of, I don't want to say they're being held hostage, but it's just kind of, it's weird the way the kids are being presented in the show aside from Tommy and Billy. Like, is is that going to have a bigger significance or, you know, like you said, Mike, is she, is she the, the witch in the forest that Hansel and Gretel come across and she's eating children to maintain her youth or, you know. See, see this is, this is the problem with their, you know, their slapping us in the face with the aerospace engineer. Because mm-hmm. now I don't believe anything. <laughs> I don't believe anything. <laughs> I'm just going to take it at face value, period. Okay. I'm done speculating. I uh, really am. Because they, yeah. they just, just totally threw me off with that. Yeah, because I because plus it's like, you know, there's one, it's one thing to kind of have two things to kind of theorize about. But now it's like we're theorizing basically about everything. Like, it's like, oh, my God, her, her, her house was the house never witched. Oh, my God. Then it's like, oh, my God. Then, it's like everything is going to be like micro scrutinized. They're like, oh, look at that window. There was a shadow in that window. <laughs> like, like, oh, like, look, look in the bush. Are those really azaleas there? Exactly. <laughs> like her, exactly. They send this off on these wild goose chases. And we're just like, her, like back, her back tires weren't filled. Her back tires weren't filled up all the way. Is that because, that because <laughs> there's someone in the Oh, oh her, her jogging suit pants said naughty on the butt. I mean, what am I supposed to take from that? You know, <laughs> like, oh, we've been giving you hints all along. It's been Agatha. You just weren't paying all attention. Along. But yeah, you also told us that it's an aerospace engineer that we should all get excited about. And it wasn't. So whatever, guys. I think um, we're still going to get it. They're just going to make us wait till the last 15 minutes of the very last episode. I can't wait to watch all this again after this is all done from beginning to end and look at it and say, you know what? Why do we think that? Because it's probably things we're going to look at and be like, oh man, why do we? That was nothing. And 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 if Agatha is doing something with the kids, that is such like an eighties villain type thing to do. (laughs) Right? Why? Can't you guys be more creative than that? But I mean, but I mean, they've been mimicking sitcoms and TV shows from the fifties on up. So why not take an element of eighties TV? I mean, think about it. I, I feel like it, it's kind of like people under the stairs. You know, <laughs> she's got she's got the kids all through the house. And I know I really just dated myself with that reference because some people are going to be like, "What the hell is people under the stairs?" Awesome eighties movie. Go look it up. <laughs> But I just feel like that's what it is. Like she's got all the kids like hidden in the deepest corners and recesses of her house, especially now that we see her basement and and whatever whatever that was supposed to be 
in the basement. I, I just like that's probably where they're keeping the kids. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just know that you know. She's... I'm 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 done. No more theories for me. <laughs> You're a liar. You gotta have a theory next episode. You gotta have have another theory before we finish this show tonight. (laughs) But um, okay, so another. I do think it's interesting that they Mm -hmm. they did show us that her basement or the dungeon or whatever Mm -hmm. is in the real world. She has the dark hold, which is this book of spells, which just like the reveal that it's Agatha Harkness, like. Unless you watch Charmed and you know about the grimoire, you'd be like, what is this book and why is it important? You know what I mean? You know, yeah. witches always have an important book. I mean, think, <laughs> think about Adal, the other show that we're watching. What are they doing right now? They're searching for a lost book. A magic book. <laughs> it's, like two, it's like two different shows about witches and books. It's like, I don't know how we did this. Because that that's just kind of my thing. So, you know. At least it's not a magic sword. <laughs> magic sword or a magic crown. Wait, we still have three episodes. Who knows? Maybe a magic sword. <laughs> Wait, oh no. We do have a magic sword. <laughs> we have a literal organization called Sword. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Trope. <laughs> oh my god. Your chariot awaits, ma'am. Crash it <laughs> through the barrier and you can reach Camelot <laughs> to save Arthur from Guinevere while Morgana is holding That would be hostage. one hell of a crossover. <laughs> while we're yeah. talking about crossovers and names, that would be one hell of a crossover. <laughs> but, okay, so, <laughs> you know, Lori's watching the credits through the first six episodes actually paid off this time because we did yeah. get a mid-credit scene. Yes, it did. So Pietro shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> Snoopers are gonna snoop. Snoopers gonna snoop. It was so like the movie with the Starkey character. I loved it. And I was really upset because um I had stumbled across a parody site that had actually showed the scene, but after I watched it, several people said that they like to throw fake memes, so I got mad because I thought, okay, it was fake because I hadn't watched it, so when I watched it, I was like, oh, what are these people talking about? I mean, that's not cool, if you know what I mean. You can't do that. One of the things I've noticed about this show is people don't give a damn about spoilers like they have been posting spoilers like two minutes after the episode airs true it's like so disrespectful true like goodness at least you know give people time to watch not everybody can stay up at until midnight and watch it as soon as the show comes on as much as we would want to 3 a.m on the east coast (laughs) so you know, it's like, just be a little respectful, but yeah, the spot, I mean, it's literally gotten to the point where I, I try to stay off Twitter now because the spoilers are rampant, not even just from the fans. I mean, even from the media, you know, just different little things. I don't know what it is about entertainment media. They post a picture as the, as the title card and then they post the headline and then they say 
such and such happens to spoiler alert and they don't put the, they don't put the you know the character that it happens to or such and such dies but you know spoiler dies but you put the person's picture in the title or in the the main photo of your article so you're not really giving us a spoiler alert you're not really protecting the story because you've got the you've got it right there like it's i don't know that's one of the things that i i think i don't like about this show like everybody's so eager to talk about the show that they just automatically they just start talking about it and it's like have some respect for the people who are who haven't watched it yet at least 24 hours at least at the very least give it 24 hours you can hold your tongue until then and if not just go and look and discuss it without being so obvious about it you know but anyway i got i got off topic there that, that was something that just kind of grinds my gears but um so pietro shows up in this mid-credit scene as monica you know wanda has told monica to leave agnes has told monica to leave wanda alone and monica follows them to agnes's house because i i guess i would probably be a little suspicious too because the way that agnes came over like as soon as she looked out the window and her face changed, I said, okay, something something major is about to happen. You know, because throughout the series, we see Agnes as this, she's kind of like the Ethel character in I Love Lucy. Like she comes and she's like happy-go-lucky and she's the clueless one or she acts like she's the clueless one. But of course, we've seen her as the episodes go along, she becomes more and more self-aware and it just her her personality seems to change as the episodes go along. So when I saw her looking at the scene outside with Wanda and Monica and her face, she she looked like, oh, I need to go put a stop to this. I said, oh, something's about to happen. You know, I didn't realize they were going to reveal who her character was, but I knew that we were going to see something different from her that than what we've seen in the last few episodes. So right. when she comes out, she's like, Missy, you need to leave. I was like, oh, wait, she's really, you know, especially now that we've seen that Monica has some powers. I was like, oh, this is about to be, this is about to be a little showdown, but Agnes doesn't know what she's about to get into. Oh, well, you know, that just changed my mind real quick because not 10 minutes later, we find out who Agnes is and that she also is a powerful witch. And, you know, so Monica has followed them to her house to, Agnes's house and she's trying to find a way to get in and just as she opens up this uh the cellar door here comes Pietro and it's one of those things where now again I've been wondering about the purpose of his character since he showed up and of course in this this all of you know Agnes uh excuse me Agatha all along montage at the end we see that she is the one who I guess manifested Pietro to show up at the front door. So it's kind of like, okay, is he his actual person that we know him as from the X-Men or is this someone that she has conjured up and he's like totally under her control or now I'm trying to figure out what his angle is. Yeah, it's it's really confusing because I mean, she, you see her when Pietro is at their front door, sitting on the front lawn, having a picnic. 
like the one empowering him and make and making them do things. And right. Hmm. Okay. So, is it him or is it not him? But it's like it. But you. But then that brings back into question: Why did they choose Evan Peters instead of the instead of the other Quicksilver? So I mean, that that brings everything. That again brings everything into question. Mm-hmm. You're like, I mean, that I mean, it's like, why? What is going? Like you, you're kind of just when you think you have a handle on everything, and you have okay, I know who all new characters are going to be. I know who's coming up. I know why he's here, I know why he's here. It's like the whole thing with, with, Agna, Agatha, with Agatha's re-reveal, like change, like pretty much kind of wipes a lot of stuff. It, like you're almost like people, us, we are almost back to square one. <laughs> we're like, it's just like Anthony said, you're just like frustrated and like, oh my God, like again, like what now? Like, I'm tired of guessing. Like, can you just show me? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like I'm tired. I'm tired of having theories. Like, uh, can you just entertain me and show me all the stuff? I like the fact that it's very unpredictable because it keeps it from being boring. It keeps it from being. Uh, here we go. They're not repeating the same type of trope that we're used to seeing. They're not repeating the same type of storyline. They're not repeating the same type of things that we see with villains in stories like this, like they're keeping us guessing, they're keeping us on our toes and I actually do like that about this show. I mean, I could appreciate but, it, but, I, but just pay me off every now and then. <laughs> that, that's, that's all great, but you can't break your rules. Like, if you establish rules, don't don't break your rules. So, one of the issues I'm having is, how powerful is Agatha? Because she's able to do all this stuff outside of Wanda's influence. Like, is she use is she is she channeling Wanda's power somehow? Like the whole the whole idea of like the who's doing the commercials? Is Wanda doing the commercials or is Agatha doing the commercials? <laughs> you know, when when you know Wanda is editing the signal where she's rewinding and cutting things out from everyone who's watching the signal. So was Agatha's montage, her reveal, was that part of Wanda's edit? Or was that her own edit? Is she just operating within the confines of the rules? If well, see, so, the broadcast is like, no longer going. That's what they said at the beginning of the episode. The broadcast is stopped. But, but I think when, it, Wanda, when Wanda basically went into you know, no fucks given mode, she stopped the broadcast. It's like she stopped putting up any pretenses now. She's just basically, she's doing her magic right. out in the open. and But they're you know. still presenting it as a broadcast. We still got opening credits to the show. Right. We got interviews. We got it. Yeah, we got the interviews. That's the office style interviews. But so it's still being presented by Wanda as a as a show. So, how much influence? Well, obviously she has a lot of influence, but how how great of an influence is her power mm-hmm. in this world that Wanda has created? Yeah, but okay. So, why? Why? Okay, let's go back. Let's go back a second. Why the reason that Darcy found 
found out that she was doing a TV show was because she was reading, she was reading the amounts of CMB, the Big Bang radiation. Right? Mm-hmm. So, if there's no, if there's no broadcast, that means that there's no that it's possible that that she's no longer using CMB. Is it possible that is it, is it then possible that she's not that whatever was whatever needed needed that doesn't need it anymore like maybe maybe that was helping agnes as well and another point is that the dark hold originally gave in certain comics it actually gave wanda her powers when she was a baby so there's something to that too i mean is maybe 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 we're getting we're getting closer to something where where the dark where the dark hold or whoever's controlling the dark hold is changing things again like hmm. Agatha is going to be a Sarkovian fortune teller. <laughs> That'd be funny. But I, I want to point something out to go along with what Anthony was saying and the questions. If you, did you did you guys notice that when she was doing her interviews and she was talking and they asked her a question and she got really upset and she said you're not supposed to ask questions. Right. So that made me think that they were still, I didn't realize they weren't broadcasting. I thought they were still broadcasting. So I missed that. But yeah. I think that with Agatha, and then we see Agatha sitting behind the camera when they're doing that wonderful song, which should have been in Wicked, by the way, if they would have, yeah, I know it's go back to time travel, but that fit right there. But yeah. the thing is, is that when she's there and she's laughing and she's doing, it was me all along. And you see her behind the camera, I'm wondering is what Wander's perception of what's going on is actually a, a perception that Agnes is making her see. Therefore, Agnes is actually controlling everything around Wanda. That's why the house was acting weird. That's why she's got the kids suddenly aged up, that she's giving this perception that Wanda's doing it, but she's actually doing all of it in order to get something for Wanda. See, that was my question at the beginning. Like, is she actually the one that's controlling everything mm-hmm. and making Wanda think that she's doing it? Or, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, that was my whole question. So it's kind of like, like Mike said, now you're going back to the beginning and you're starting to rethink everything that you've seen with a different mindset. Like, okay, so was this really Wanda? Or was this Agnes, the she that Norm said, she's in my head. Was he talking about Wanda or was he talking about Agnes? Agnes, You know, was it Agnes projecting as Wanda? It's just, there's so many different questions that I have now that we see who Agatha is. Like, how much of this is she actually controlling? And is she doing it by herself or is she working with someone else? Again, is she working along with Director Hayward? to do all of this. I don't know if she's working with Hayward because it's, I just I just can't see her I mean, he's he's too duplicitous to trust. I just don't see her trusting him with anything. I don't see her actually actually working with him unless, unless it benefited unless unless there was a real benefit for her. Like if he was giving her something that she really needed, I don't see how she needs 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 him at 
any in any way, shape, or form. I don't. I just don't see it. And he doesn't like super powered individuals either. He has. But if you think about most people who don't like super powered individuals, they don't like them until they need them to get what they want. Mm. This is true. This is true. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. That that's an interesting question because. Technically, she's not super powered if she's a witch. That that falls in the myth, mythical type stuff. So maybe if you're splitting hairs, maybe he can work with someone who's magical, not souped, and that is a line that he's willing to cross or walk with or work with. Because but, I, I don't know. I mean. But then the question is, which is, which is she really considered as? Is she a witch or is she a soup or a mutant? Because she was not born with these powers. She was given these powers. Are we, right? are we certain? Who? Agatha Wanda. was born we, with the powers. We don't, Wanda was given. Yeah, as, okay. far, as far as we know, we don't know where Agatha's powers come from. Okay. All right. Okay. Rem- we'll remember it. from Doctor Strange, it's just the ability to access other dimensions and use that, yeah. that power, that energy. That's what sorcerers do, and I'm assuming that's what witches are doing as well. That, mm-hmm. that, okay. that that's like the rules that's that's been laid down and established in order to make magic work in the MCU. As Doctor Strange explained it, it's just we're just drawing energy from other dimensions. The Asgardian magic we find out is just technology. It's technology. highly advanced technology. Right. So they they they've established that. So either this why I was thinking Mordo Mordo might come because Agatha is basically a sorceress. Mm-hmm. She's she's pulling energy from another dimension and using it. What about Celestia? Could she maybe have something to do with it? I mean, that uh, Hanukkah, that's Dr. Strange's girlfriend. The one not that's not Night Nurse. Okay. And she is a completely, excuse my language, fucked up character, but that's a different story. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll have to see, we'll have to see if if that character is introduced. You know well, I, mean? I actually expect her to be introduced to the next movie. I really do because where else are you going to go with Stephen Strange on that? Because Night Nurse is not going to be brought in. I no, mean, she's, because she's in the movie. Yeah, but they're not. Oh, whoa, what? Where, yeah. what? Okay, I missed it. Yeah, where did she's, I miss uh, that? she's on the. Um, well, I don't know how official Internet Movie Database is, but she's listed in on the cast list for. Where was she? Doctor Strange. No, I know Doctor Strange, but where was she? Was she in the hospital? No, the girl, the what's her name that's playing her is her Kristen well, Palmer. Kristen Palmer. They they Kristen Doctor Kristen Palmer is an amalgamation of the night nurse because they split her character into two. She's Kristen Christine Palmer, and she's also. Um, What's her name's character in uh, in one of the, the Netflix shows? Why can't Whoa. I think of her name? Sorry, goes the all the way through. Yeah, she goes all the way through all the Netflix series. Is like yeah, she's yeah, yeah. But what they they explained it that Christine Palmer and her are 
are that character, but they split her into two. Oh, that would make sense. Okay, huh? Because I thought, based off what I had saw, that it was just Rosaria Dawson that was Night Nurse. No, she she has okay. that aspect of the character, and Christine Palmer, played by Rachel McAdams, has the other aspect of that character. Uh, That's how they're okay. able to do that. Oh, so okay. those two right. characters are supposed to be one and the same? They're they're. Yeah. They're not the same character, but they're two aspects of that one character. Okay. It's, it's okay. as if is if is if they took the qualities, the all the qualities and divided it in half and okay. created two characters. So if you put Christine Palmer and Rosario Dawson's character together, you would get the night nurse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because okay. yeah, Christine Palmer serves that role that Night Nurse has with Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and Rosario Dawson's character has that role as Night Nurse with Daredevil and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do they both Is like she... coffee equally? <laughs> <laughs> I think all the women like coffee. <laughs> um, I, 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 I hope I, I explained that, but when when it was happening, that that's how it was sort of explained. That actually, you explained it very well. A lot, of pe- a lot of people were like, "Well, the night nurse is going to be in the Netflix MCU," and they're like, right. "No, no, 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 right. no. She's not the night nurse." Right. And then they're like, "Okay, well, is the night nurse going to be Doctor Strange?" They're like, "No, no, 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 no. That's Christine Palmer." But what the writers did was they basically created the same character, but gave her two different roles. Okay. See, see, that's the thing with the Marvel movies, especially since we're getting into different areas. The the Doctor Strange movie itself was fine, but it left me with so many questions. Because they, because to me, Doctor Stephen Strange is one of my favorite characters, especially the the Joe Casada uh, version. But the thing is, is that I don't think that they did the movie the right way. But that's either here nor there. Um, I think that if Celestia or Night Nurse or anyone auxiliary shows up, I think that Agatha is going to be whatever Agatha is going to be. But if I had to uh, lay down money, Agatha is witch, sorceress, non-soup, non-mutant, but she is affiliated with the mutants because Magneto asked her to watch over his children. That's my take. She's a guardian. And she could be in a weird way protecting Wanda. Again, we don't know. Wanda could be in a a, a cell, a two by four cell, pregnant with the twins, with the, something on her head, getting ready to give birth, and she's blocking things out. And they're using Agatha to make sure that she doesn't hurt herself until she has the twins. I still am holding on to that theory. Okay. Now, one one other question that I have. And I know that we're down to the last three episodes. If they're giving us one hour episodes, they may have time to do this, but probably not. So with the introduction of Agatha Harkness, with the introduction of the the Darkhold, do you guys think, especially considering that we have been told about Wanda's origins, do you think that we're going to get like a backstory on Wanda and how she really got her powers and where Agatha fits in with all of that? Do you think they're gonna dive that deep into it? They they almost have to. They 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 have to. It, oh, guys, what do you think? I 
I think I think they will, which is why I think that Magneto is going to be that, that, that's one of the stronger things that makes me think that Magneto is going to be one of the people that shows up in one of, in one of the final scenes because if they if they go back and they try to but see it goes back to how they're going to bring forth how bring forth her origin if they say that she was actually born from Magneto if she's actually Magneto's daughter then if they show her if they show her like being born back to Magneto, giving her like you know hiding her in Sokovia to keep her away from people, then it's like it kind of has to be Fastbender, but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it would. But it would kind of make the story go along better. I okay. think that I think that there would be that that's possible that they could be doing that. It's a hundred percent possible. Okay. I mean, I could be, you know, I, it's probably, it might, I could be wrong in my prepubescent theorizing, but, you know, I'm just saying it could be. Uh, is there anything that we missed? All right. So Dottie has been attributed to Arcana Jones, who is a member of the Sorcerer Supreme. Her power mm-hmm. color is yellow and she was, she was messing with yellow roses. So that's one mm. person that has been attributed attributed to being my that might be Dottie. Um, when when Wanda was in in Agatha's house, she saw a cicada, and cicadas are known to be to be dormant dormant insects who who when when they before they're born they're hidden they're underground for seven years and then mm-hmm. they come out. So I was thinking, I mean, their thoughts that that that's showing they're showing that that could be someone who who was imprisoned for a long time and they're finally coming out and being freed. Um, also, um, it's really interesting about the the flowers, the the violet flowers that she had are called the Wonder Wondergore Ever Everhorn. Everbloom, Winterhorn, Ever, Wintergore, Everbloom. These are flowers that are actually associated with Agatha Harkness. Like those are her flowers. Like, and they, what do they give when you when you put a petal on your tongue? It gives you visions of the future, but you have to. It's like life and death, and like pain are associated oh. with seeing the visions. Okay. So I'm wondering. So I'm I'm thinking that. That you know, I mean, maybe maybe she made a potion with those and and spritzed them on the youngins, which is how they how they ended up growing up. Um, there are there are parallels with um, Wanda Wanda going downstairs and finding the basement to Silence of the Lambs. Like the cicada is kind of like the moth that that Clarice saw when she figured out everything that was going on. Then she went downstairs and into the basement and all that other stuff. There's kind of a parallel there. There's also a slight parallel to American Horror Story season one with that basement, because that basement reminded me of that. And I kind of got scared and hid under my covers. And Michelle called me a baby, but that's Ambiance Zebra. Um, <laughs> something else. Um, <laughs> it, I, I can't remember. I think that, that touched on everything I had. I think oh, the, the, the only thing I got is. Wanda's blanket was a bunch of hex symbols and the boys' cups that they were drinking out of had hex symbols on them as well. 
and the, I and noticed the, food, the blanket, but I didn't notice the cups. Yeah. And there was something about the food that was in the in the refrigerator. There was something weird in the refrigerator, which I thought didn't belong in the refrigerator, but I can't for the life of me remember what it was. But it was something the, that it was something that didn't coffee? fit. No. Yes, that's what it was. The Sanka. Who in 2021 still has Sanka? That's what it was. And besides, who stores, uh, other than our grandmothers, who stores coffee in the fridge anymore? (laughs) Seriously. That was just for you, Lori. (laughs) It probably was. Yeah, when she opened up that fridge and I looked at everything, uh, okay, so my my thing was I looked at it and I need to go back and look at it again, but I was trying to figure out if it was a different mix of products. Like you saw how the how the milk kept changing back to old, newer, different types. So I was wondering if everything on the shelf was like from a different time period, but I, I couldn't pay attention because the thing that drew my eye was who the fuck is still drinking Sanka coffee? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. literally that's what, through, that's what went through my yep. mind. Yep. And then I focused on the cereal, but the cereal never changed. So I thought, okay. And then the milk started changing and all that. And then, you know, being someone who watches, you know, television sometimes till three o'clock in the morning on weekends, I'm like, if my TV went from the TV I have now to the TV I had in 1986, I don't have a VCR, my DVR, my direct TV. I want my stories, darn it. I want my shows. But you see, when the TV changed, that's when she sat, that's when she set her uh, bowl down and changed everything back. Right. And you know, yes. and then she says, she does say to the camera, she says, I don't understand what's happening and why I can't control it. You know, right. that's the other thing that makes me think that Wanda is not the one that's actually in control, that is actually Agnes who's in control. And she's, you know, again, she may be doing all of that to kind of throw Wanda off, to make her seem unstable, to make her, you know, I I think from what I understand about Wanda's character, especially in the in the comics is the more and more unstable she is the power the more powerful she gets is that correct yes yeah yeah i feel like that might be what what agnes is trying to do well well uh, the the line that that uh she had she's crazy cuckoo for cocoa puffs was a classic line but i'm sitting there and i watched them going you know what that's actually kind of true wanda yeah you know and that I keep, I keep getting this weird House of M sense that's coming. You know, I just can't shake that feeling that I'm going to get House of M in some way, shape, or form. Well, Anthony's not going to expect it until we actually get it. I'm not. I'm not expecting anything else. Also, real, real quick, um, Nexus, um, Scarlet Witch is a, is a Nexus being, um, which, is, which kind of goes into the commercial um, Nexus beings can are they affect probability in the future, and they're and they are monitored by the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, which is also going to be in Loki coming up. Oh, okay. So there's there's probably there's probably a connection there too. Michael, you took some good notes. I tried. I I got really into it. I don't know what I don't know what my problem was, but yeah. So. 
it should be it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go from here. Um shout out to your Gabba Gabba making a making an appearance. You know, <laughs> when I saw that on the TV screen. Is that what that was? I, I thought it looked familiar. So jump, I jump, jump, jump. I think I keep thinking there was like that was that was a message to Wanda, like dude, like trying to get her to do something like time jump or something like that. Oh wait, I'm getting my, <laughs> so I'm getting my series mixed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, well, I got stuff to say about tomorrow. Oh, uh, but my my thing is, I really am liking the way that they're doing this. I I are we done? with the television series premise. I mean, the only thing that they can do for, and I don't even watch sitcoms, and I doubt they'll do Mike and Molly, but uh, is, is the next one also going to be like a theme, or are they done with the TV themes? I don't know. I, I think, I don't remember seeing any other previews for it, but I mean, who knows? They could they could throw another one at us, or maybe they'll do Living Single next. I don't know. <laughs> my e, my e. <laughs> no. Look, look, look. My, my, my middle-aged self was watching Queen Latifah on Equalizer, going, "Yes, I love this show." So yeah, I'm also gonna be quiet. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm curious because they've hit the 2000, 2010s. So if they do do a new one, Shit's Creek, uh, I can't think of Goldberg's. I can't think of anything that, that is on right now that they would do for uh, a model because they can't. It, it would break have to be something. Mold. It has to be something kind of iconic, like but right I, now. See, I can't think of a single really thing that's iconic. Iconic right now. I guess we'll have to. We'll just have to wait and see. What they do instead yeah, of speculating so that we don't expect anything that we're not going to get, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> but they still, in my opinion, though, they still missed the perfect opportunity to do Merit with Children. That would have been awesome. I'm just saying. That would have been pretty cool. Do Merit Mer with Children or, like, I mean, they, they could, there, there's so many, so many shows that they could have done. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like Wanda maybe gave off a little bit of that Peggy Bundy vibe in this episode. You know, the kids are telling her, you know, they're coming upstairs. Mom, the game is messing up and my head is hurting. And she's just like, mom is resting her eyes. I'm not doing anything. And then she's sitting on the couch, eating her bowl of cereal, watching TV and not paying attention. And she's basically... Taking a long case. So I feel like she got a little bit of that Peggy Bundy vibe in there. I, I will give that to you. I will give that was to she, you. Was she doing kind of like a Michael Scott? <laughs> yeah, she did. Yes. Like I said, Elizabeth Olsen, I'm I'm sorry, but she she's better than her sisters. She actually is. I mean, she is talented. I mean, like I said, I've watched all the way through, but this episode, I really got her as an actress because the actress that plays Claire on Modern Family did such a good job. It was sort of seamless watching her be Claire. And here's an actress who literally channeled her. And Paul Bethany, he was Michael Scott. I, it was awesome. 
I mean, it was cool. It, you know, I, I like it. Maybe because I watch way, way too much television and I might, you know, love certain sitcoms more than others, but I've enjoyed it. But the thing that I like is that they keep you guessing. They keep you on your toes. They don't rely on certain tropes that you think they are, but they throw in tropes that you expect. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying WandaVision. I... I uh, don't know if this is this getting a second season, guys. I don't think so. It's just yeah, a limited series. A limited series. Yes, yeah, limited well, series. It, it needs to win some type of award because they've done a heck of a job. I do agree with that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, said, I do agree with that, but of course, okay. you know, genre shows don't really get nominated for mm-hmm. awards. Not the ones that quote-unquote count anyway you know they'll probably get something for you know not not saying that they don't count they'll get something for costuming they might get something for visuals but they won't get anything they won't get any kind of nominations for acting or anything because they just the awards shows just don't recognize the talent that we have in genre shows you know they still i i feel like genre shows still don't get the respect that they deserve you know these actors have to put in so much work not just to portray the characters that they're portraying but you're yeah. you're portraying two different types of character within the same person right just, yeah yeah All right. yeah some of the acting on certain shows like true blood for instance or once upon a time i mean those people really put in the work on some of those shows. supernatural charm the first charm not the second you know, <laughs> yeah, I had to clarify, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, uh, any final thoughts? No more theories, no more guessing. I'm done. I still say you're lying. <laughs> we'll see. Give me my aerospace engineer, and all is forgiven. Seriously, like, immediately, like, I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired. I say tired. But, but that's the brilliance of these people doing this show. And I will give them credit for that. They have us coming back every week. Mm-hmm. They have everyone talking about it. They have mm-hmm. everyone watching it. And it's, 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 it's becoming slowly, I'm, I'm calling it, it's becoming like a cultural phenomenon. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. literally has has taken... They've they've condensed like decades of iconic television into this Marvel superhero TV show, <laughs> and and it's amazing, and I'm and I'm still here for it. I just want my aerospace engineer. They gotta hurry. That's it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm just like I'm tired. You can't just hurry up and do it. I mean, they they give us so much, and and they do it on purpose. They put all this stuff in there. They have us guessing and taking shots in the dark and throwing darts to the dartboard hoping something would stick mm-hmm. and you know we we could we could go on for hours guessing and dissecting every frame of every show and we'd all be completely wrong at the end of the day <laughs> and and we'd be happy to be wrong right because it gives us mm-hmm. something to do for a whole week until the next episode Yep. I mean, they don't even show pro. I, I don't think they even show promos. They for the don't. Next, 
No. The next episode, because they know that we're going to watch it frame by frame, mm-hmm. trying to find something. Mm-hmm. And and as much as I don't like it, I do it. So I mean, I, I can't be, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's that's the age we live in. Like I said at the beginning of the show, the, it's amazing what we can do nowadays with technology and, and how things are being distributed and how we're consuming all this media. We can sit here and look at it frame by frame and zoom in with high definition to actually read the, the stuff that's on the wall at the back of the room. Right. And, and all the stuff they do is intentional. Like who thought to have a bed, a comforter made with hex signal symbols on it? I mean, who thought of that? Who thought to put you know, Director Hayward, Hayward's diplomas on the wall in the shape of a hex. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people are crazy. They're insane <laughs> to, to even say, let's do all of this. And then there are people who are just as crazy and insane as we are that's going to sit here and, and look for it. And as a matter of fact, let's not call her Agatha Harkness. Let's call her Agnes. They'll love that. Exactly. <laughs> Let's put ag yes. at the end. And then they're going to be like, I should have known. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, would, I, would, I would love to be a fly on the wall inside of a writer's room when they come up with this stuff. Like, they, they have to be on, like, a be on like a bang energy drink and, like, Taco Bell hot nut and, and like, and, like, fire, fiery hot nut, fire nachos, fire, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, just like a bender where they're like, okay, now this is what, stay with me. Like, well, it's sort of like a dream sequence where you have Stephen Ira Bear and Ronald D. Moore sitting down after going to In and Out Burger in California and writing an episode of the Deep Space Nine. Pretty much. Okay. my final thought is give us the aerospace engineer oh i just never mind mind. wrong universe just saw something and on that note we're going to end the show (laughs) you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. Bye.